Welcome to the Lit Marriage Podcast with authors and Christian relationship coaches Cassidy and Daniela Parlane. On this podcast, you will discover how to transform your marriage from autopilot mode to keeping the flame of purpose, passion, and romance lit in the marriage that God designed for you to have. Learn to love intentionally together. Are you ready to keep it lit? Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lit Marriage Podcast. We're your hosts, Cassidy and Daniela. And today, Danielle, we'll be talking to our audience about marriage and communion. And this is a subject that we've dug into for the last year or so, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we've been discovering some really exciting things about the communion that we may have overlooked or clearly really didn't know about um, throughout our journey as Christians. And um, we've really been implementing some some of these strategies and things that we've learned from the scripture. So Mm -hmm. I guess really what I want to ask today is this, like, why do we do it? Why do we do communion? Why do we do communion? Well, why don't we start with the scripture so it can answer that for us. I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 31. So just hang in there with us. Um, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Wow. So there's just so much... uh, to unpack in those few (laughs) verses that I just read. So why don't we unpack that right now and just uh, really just look at this uh, a little bit more in depth. So the question was, why do we do it? Um, Just get in there and tell us, why do we do it? Why do we do it? It's first of all in remembrance of Christ's sacrifice. And I believe it also helps us to remember to die daily, just like he died for us. It's it's kind of like, I see it this way, like you, you know God sent his son to die for us like over 2,000 years ago, but it's to keep us from just seeing it as a historical fact that happened. It, it's so disconnected. We're so, it was so far from us. This um, taking communion just c- kind of brings it into our reality every day. 
um, and makes it more real to us. It brings it to our rem- remembrance as if it just happened. Wow. And, Which uh, is important. It gives us a stronger and broader perspective. Yeah, I mean... About what he's done for us. So, I guess my next question would be, then how often do we do this? Well, it says as often as you do it. So, basically, whenever you want. Whenever you want to do it. So, so it's not just... Once a month? Yeah. Or every time you, you know, meet in, you know, with the congregation at church? No. Right. It's as often as you do it. So, so can, can we have this with, say, every meal? <laughs> you can literally do this with every meal. Wow. Because, uh, you know, again, like I said, we've been digging in the Word of God. And, and one of the things that really stood out to me, in particular in this scripture, is where Paul tells us, as often. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, that really stood out to me because I used to think, okay, well, we just do it once a month Mm -hmm. and um then i discovered there are there are benefits and also consequences so we're going to talk about both of those today Mm -hmm. let's first of all talk about the consequences of taking the 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 body and the blood unworthily and what that Mm -hmm. what does that even mean it's very sobering what that scripture tells us it tells us that we must examine ourselves because if we don't and we're taking this unworthily before God we're actually bringing condemnation upon ourselves and what really caught my attention when I started you know we started together digging deep into this was the part where it says this is why so many are sick among you and and many sleep which actually means die die. yeah so that was like wow what an eye-opener it's not really something that we hear about often we don't hear about this preach very much right um it's not something really that we address we always tend to um blame our sicknesses on something physical right but is it even possible that sorry is it possible that it could be a spiritual reason for why we get diseases at times it's just a a question i mean i mean it's definitely it's definitely a question that is worth exploring um the scripture tells us many that are among you they take it unworthily and as a result many are sick many fall Mm. asleep so could some of the sicknesses that we're experiencing in the body of christ could Mm. that be as a result of us taking the 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 communion um unworthily unworthily without understanding um and that's definitely Mm -hmm. a question that is worth exploring um for 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 some time to come i think it becomes very easy to to kind of go through the motions you kind of wait on the pastor to kind of initiate the communion right um but how often do we take the initiative as the body of christ to just say i'm going to be intentional about remembering to do this because it says do this in remembrance of me so if nobody brought it up um if there was no pastor to especially during this time you know during this whole pandemic season and you know we're all home we're on lockdown what do we do right um Perhaps it's a good time to reflect on this and, and to really explore. Take, explore taking the initiative yeah. to actually do this on our own at home. 
I don't see why not. I mean, and really, I think that also causes us to be more introspective and truly examine ourselves because really we're taking us, the initiative to and do it. And it brings us closer to the Lord. I mean, in your oh, time, yeah, of, absolutely. In our time of separation, mm. it's it's it not only it's time to to be introspective, but it really brings perspective and it allows us to get much deeper mm. in our relationship with the Lord and intimacy. closer it with the Lord. It brings intimacy for sure. You know, when we first started exploring this, one of the revelations that I got from taking the communion is that um, the blood is literally like a blood transfusion. Mm. You know what I it mean? It is, and it trans- that's the thing the, the that I wanted to kind of add in there is like the blood is representative of his washing our sins away so it's more like the spiritual aspect of forgiveness whereas the body which is the bread i think we put a lot of emphasis on the spiritual side of things which is obviously extremely important but we often don't um i don't think we put as much stock into the body of christ wow his body was broken and it says for our infirmities and you know we are healed by his stripes we are healed and he made that very clear um that he took on his wounds by his wounds we're healed and when we discern his body yeah we're discerning that he took upon us his sickness our sickness sorry in our disease and our you know so that's something that's really worthy of really meditating on when you're taking your communion i see it as almost like you're taking a vitamin every day Ooh. like a vitamin jesus every time every time <laughs> vitamin <you're> j <laughs> that's right <laughs> vitamin j that's awesome you know um it, it, as you know it's radically changed our marriage um yeah. just from uh exploring this and, and even living it out mm. um you know for us we 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 are very intentional when we take uh communion and we it's not ritualistic for Mm -hmm. us we don't go through a ritual but it's literally a part of who we are as believers in christ and we you're listening out there we 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 encourage you to uh to really um go and investigate you know the some some of the benefits which is what we're about to talk about oh yes the benefits of taking the communion um and there are many um, again, going back to what the scripture tells us, that many are sick among mm. you. and So there must be a flip side to that, right? Yes. So when you, what happens when you discern the body of Christ, which mm. is what we are commanded to do, right. is exactly what we were saying. Well, Christ died for our infirmities. He right. died for our sicknesses. So is it possible that there is healing in communion? Not just spiritual healing through the blood or the drinking of the wine, but is there a physical healing available to us every time that we partake? I truly believe there is. I mean, why would the scripture elude to it? If if, mm. if, if it's even, I think it's pretty obvious what he's saying. Mm. There is life in the blood, there is life. and there is healing in the body. Yes, right. And so you can't have pretty ha- profound. Yes. And so when you think about why Paul would go out of his way to write this stuff mm. and to be even more explicit than even what were written in the Gospels, the four Gospels, right? right. He went way, like, out of his way, if you may, to, uh, to, to just bring this, this subject home. Mm. And I think uh, 1 Corinthians 11 
um, is a little bit more explicit, is really what I'm saying, than the other scriptures that talk about communion. Right. This one goes really in depth. Very deep. Um, so there's healing. There's resurrection life. Um, there's forgiveness. There's forgiveness. These are some of the benefits, really, what and we're talking life. about. Um, even mental health that oh, can, can come from spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, emotional healing, all of that. It's like a package deal that comes through this taking this communion. And I believe if you really start seeing it this way, taking it seriously, you know, you get what you believe. I truly believe that. Yeah. So if you don't discern these things and you don't really know about them, then you're not going to receive the benefits right. that you were promised because you have to actually do it in faith. It's faith that actually activates these things, these keys. So faith is like the key for real. Wow. Do you remember that story where Jesus was talking to all these people and he said, do you have to drink my blood and eat my body? And mm -hmm. they didn't discern what he was talking about. And right. many, the Bible said, they left. They walked away. They're like, "Bro, I, I know. I know what kind of funny I'm stuff you're talking part about." Of cannibalism. <laughs> I do. I ain't doing that, bro. But um, there is a discernment. Right. There is a discernment that is necessary in order to have a grasp on what it means to take the communion of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, but here's the big question, though: How does all of this relate to marriage because that is the big question this is a marriage podcast after all right absolutely i'm gonna start with just um quoting a scripture from the same chapter uh first corinthians 11 but verse 3 so going a little we're backtracking a little bit uh this is paul starting out interestingly enough talking about marriage husbands and wives for the first i don't know like 10 verses or so <laughs> so Verse 3 says, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Well, I found that interesting because he kind of started this and transitioned into the communion. And I, I mean, we know that Christ dying on the cross and resurrecting was all part of you may not see it this way, but it's all part of a wedding ceremony. Interesting. We are his bride. And the act of him dying for us was actually part of the betrothal, um, which is basically the engagement. It was the promise. Interesting. The down payment. In the ancient Jewish wedding, they would have what's called the ketubah, which is like the down payment and the contract for the bride. And that required payment. And this is what Jesus did. He paid with his blood wow. for his bride. That's, so that, he paid the ultimate price. The ultimate price. And he paid with <clears throat> his life, not with cash. Wow. He paid with his life. So Christ's death represents his betrothal to us, his church, because it's part of this marriage ceremony. Wow. Um, and you know what? It was a rehearsal for the fulfillment that would soon take place when Christ died on the cross. So what was happening with, with his apostles was just that. He was telling them, let's do this as a rehearsal. You're in remembrance of me, but I'm about to do something wow. to, to, prove. to prove this, to fulfill what I'm talking about. Wow. And solidify it. So 
It's so also, his his death solidified the marriage contract between exactly himself and the and church. The church his That's bride. right, and it's also a promise of his return because no husband pays, you know, for the betrothal. And not or, return. And not come back to get his, his <laughs> beautiful his, wife. So that's right. the exciting part that I believe every time we're we're taking communion, not only are we remembering his what death he did and his resurrection, his resurrection, but the fact that our husband, the bridegroom, is actually coming his back return. for us. For oh. his, yeah, for his bride. Woo! So it's really exciting. This is good stuff, folks. I mean, when we discovered this. Oh, man. Like, it's like a whole other dimension just opened up. Our minds were totally blown. Um, this is not a teaching that you hear very often. Okay. And um, what we're saying to you today is just sort of a, a tip of the iceberg so that you will go out and begin as couples to explore, mm. you know, uh, what it means to really take the communion with with understanding and, and with discernment. Oh, this is beautiful. Yes. And I wanted to add one more thing that it, this is also a reminder, like going back to how it relates to your marriage, right? It's a reminder of how we as married couples ought to live sacrificially every day. So as we remember that Christ is the head and, you know, the man is a the representation right. of Christ. Right. The woman in, in the marriage is a representation of the church. Right. It gives us a really good reminder when we do this of the sacrifice that Christ did and how wow. we have to actually resemble that. Wow. It's not just something he did for us, but we need to behave, you know, emulate him. Right. Oh, absolutely. I like the fact that the, the picture where it says, and God is the head mm. of Christ. Right. Um, so when you think about that, even in the and marriage. Christ is the head of the husband. It, right. Yes. When you think about that in, this, in the, the context of marriage, you you see this beautiful triangle, if you may. Mm. <laughs> I can't help but think pictures. Um, but you see this just amazing picture of the husband and the wife going after God together mm. and he being the foundation right. of everything. He is the head of the, the, the of the, the, the uh, Bible says the, the, the stone that the builders rejected have become the chief cornerstone. Mm -hmm. So he's the mm -hmm. chief cornerstone of our lives. He's the rock right. of our salvation. He's the rock, the foundation that we build our marriage on. And yes, so, absolutely, man, if you get nothing out of today, just remember to really explore how this communion stuff is not just like... <laughs> It's just to be taken haphazardly, but really to be taken with great understanding and discernment of the blood and the body of our Lord Jesus Christ and how mm. much it relates to marriage. Did you know that the Bible, it's all about Jesus and his marriage to his bride mm -hmm. and his love for her and how From much. From Genesis yes, to Yes, all the way. So, yeah, it's all through from page to page. If you really read between the lines as well and see all the patterns it's one magnificent marriage story yes and how much jesus uh loves us and uh, the bible tells us no greater love than this for a man than a man who gives his life for his friend we're not just his friends mm. we are his bride we are his bride so that's just that's just one level for his friend, but to give up his oh, life for his bride, right. that's a total different level right there. So, 
man, this is uh, this is good stuff. Um, you had a you had, you had a thought. I was just gonna say, we're just looking forward to the marriage supper of the Lamb, where we get to actually commune with Him again. Because before He left, He said, before you know that night of the Last Supper, He said, "I will not drink this cup again until." until I, I come return. back, until I return. Yeah. So we're looking forward to his return. I'm getting and... ready to drink some wine with my Lord Jesus. Oh, yes. That's all I'm saying. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, but, you know, all fun uh, aside, like, this is serious stuff. And we, we've seen the benefits of um, intentionally going after God in our marriage and uh, even taking the communion together um, and, and doing it, like, not just as a ritual, but just as a lifestyle. It mm-hmm. has become a That's lifestyle right. for us. So um, we encourage you to explore that and to just let the Holy Spirit reveal to you even deeper revelations regarding the communion. Um, mm-hmm. Man, Amen. we thank you so much for tuning in today. We could talk so much. Uh, we could talk so, so much, much more there. about this one subject. But we'll just leave that thought with you today. And um, we just want to say until next time, you know, just don't uh, don't forget to tune in. Share this podcast with your friends and your family. Maybe there's somebody out there who can really uh, benefit from what we're talking about here today. Until next time, we just want to say keep it lit. God bless you.